turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Well, I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, It was nice to have an extra day off. Nice to focus on the reason for Memorial Day, the sacrifice that many have made. And unfortunately, uh, on a weekend of uh, leisure and fun and reflecting on what makes America unique, uh, we had an intrusion of what is likely to make our summer uh, very violent and very tragic, Uh, not just here in Columbus, but across the country. And that is where we begin a Monday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. It's nice to have you with us. Uh, We had a lot of young kids shot over the weekend in Columbus. Uh, Young kids shot on a boardwalk in Florida, and a lot of people shot and killed in Chicago over the weekend. What does it tell us? It tells us we got a lot of crime out there, a lot of kids with guns, and the problem is not the guns, the problem is... Kids don't have a respect for life. They don't have discipline. They don't have leadership. And we are already at a very dangerous point in Columbus with a murder rate that is on pace or certainly approaching what we had a couple of years ago when we had a record total of 205 murders. We've got a stolen car problem in Columbus, which manifested itself uh, over the weekend with a stolen car with teens in it. Uh, crashing into a fire truck near the fairgrounds. Some of the kids ran away. Some were taken to the hospital. Lots of guns found in the stolen car. Uh, You don't have to imagine much to know that this could have been a lot worse than it was, but where were they going with the guns? What was going to happen if they didn't crash into the fire truck? We don't know, but we can certainly surmise. So, um, yeah, it's uh, scary to contemplate. We have the Memorial Tournament in town this weekend. That's always been kind of the unofficial start of summer in Columbus. Supposed to get really hot this week. Not rain, hot weather, kids, time on their hands, no more school, guns in their hands, stolen cars. You do the math. It's not good. So, The incident with the fire truck occurred just after midnight on Monday. Uh, No, excuse me. I got that mixed up. I got it mixed up with with the multiple shootings at a party of 50 to 60 teenagers in Canal Winchester. Yeah, I hit all the headlines I thought, but I left out one. Uh, Parking lot, the Meadows Apartments on Pintail Creek Drive. This was really ugly. We've got a bunch of kids. We've got a bunch of cars doing donuts and street racing stuff that's broken out over town that they're trying to get their arms around, Columbus police. Cars doing donuts, lots of skid marks, multiple gun, multiple people firing guns, one person 
Kit, I think. No, Young... Uh, anyway, it's hard to keep track of all this. We had three shootings in town involving youth. Quarter to seven Sunday night. 14-year-old boy shot North Linden. Walking along the street. Two friends. Car drives by, starts shooting. Kids running away. He gets hit in the shoulder. 5 a.m. Monday. South Franklinton. 14-year-old girl shot. She's shot in the crossfire of two groups of men shooting at each other. Taken to the hospital. She's also expected to survive. So, it's sobering to contemplate uh, where this is going, who we might lose, um, the young lives that could be snuffed out, just like young lives have been snuffed out before. Uh, I've never been able to, nor do I want to, forget the names of uh, Olivia Kurtz, forget the names of um, Mackenzie Ridley, uh, young people murdered, prime of their life, on the cusp of doing great things. Olivia Kurtz at Bicentennial Park, Mackenzie Ridley, Squirt Gun Party, East Side of Columbus. Discipline, order, punishment for crimes. Could we try that? I sound the theme every day. Nobody seems to be willing to take it up. Certainly not the mayor. Certainly not the people in positions of influence. They want to keep talking about the guns. They want to keep talking about programs and jobs and this, that, and the other. It hasn't worked, it won't work. It's tiresome to go down the same path, time after time after time. Five people shot. Three male victims, ages 17, 19, and 19. Monday morning, block party, southeast Columbus. These are the ones at Meadows Apartments. All will survive. Community activist Arnetta Davis. Sounding a tone that is definitely ominous, and I'm afraid uh, clairvoyant. She says, we cannot have a summer like this. What is she calling for? She's calling for the culture of the street to change. We still do not have any arrest. And I'm not blaming the cops. I'm blaming the people who know and don't tell the cops about who shot and killed. Pick a victim. We've got scores of victims under the age of 25. Mackenzie Ridley, Olivia Kurtz, just two. They're the names that stick in my head. We'll have more, sadly. She says, Arnetta Davis, the community activist, if you see something, you have to say something. It will be a long, awful, awful summer if we continue the way that we're starting. We cannot do this to our young people. Well, we've been doing it for a while. And I don't see any bold, clearly stated, clear-eyed, willing to suffer the political consequences for speaking truth. I don't see any of that. I don't see it in our mayor. I don't see it in our city council. I don't see it in any city official or those of you who want to blame the police. (laughs) Have you ever tried to do a job where you had no support from the leaders over you? If you have, you understand what a thankless job it is. To be a police officer, you can't fully understand it because I bet if you were working at, you know, an insurance company or an office of some sort and the leadership didn't support you, at least then there weren't people in the community shooting at you and you weren't ordered to go into the heart of the mayhem and restore order. It's not something anybody has to deal with unless you're a Columbus police officer. 
And that is their charge. And they do it as best they can, but they could sure do it, I would think, with a lot more enthusiasm and a lot more, I don't want to say commitment because I think they are fully committed. I just think we need to support our police officers, and I don't see that at all happening in our city administration. And the thing that becomes discouraging about it is that this open to this show sounds an awful lot like the open to innumerable other shows and the familiar themes start to sound a little tiresome, a little repetitive. And so what is the solution? Like find something else more interesting. Well, the fallacy in that is that if I stop talking about it and you stop hearing the details about it, then the accountability that presumably comes with discussing it, there's less accountability for the mayor. He'd love that. City council would love that. I talk to not just police officers, but police officers who are in positions of uh, leadership. And they're super frustrated, yet still super committed. And they're trying to find a way to exist and work within the system they're forced to operate in to be effective. And I just think that the um, the enthusiasm for doing that is diminished by the fact that they don't have a mayor, a law director, a city council president, a city council, a police oversight review board, an inspector general, a police chief, or an assistant police chief who appear to really understand the difficulty of the job that the officers are doing. That would be hard. It is hard. The shooting in Hollywood, Florida, that was Monday night. Four children between the ages of 1 and 17, five adults were hit. Chicago over the weekend, shout out to my friend Michael, who just texted me that he returned home safely from Chicago. And I'm, I mean, I'm kind of chuckling because we sort of laughed about on the cusp of his trip to Chicago. Hey, keep your head down. Don't let anything happen to you. New Mayor Brandon Johnson's first Memorial Day resulted in 11 people being murdered and 50 wounded in shootings in Chicago, including a uh, 69-year-old woman who was stabbed to death two blocks from the home of the new mayor, Brandon Johnson. Don't demonize the young people, Brandon Johnson says. He's going to be out and about. He's going to be everywhere. He said this Thursday. Yeah. He wasn't everywhere, but the violence sure was. Man, I remember when Chicago used to be one of America's great cities. I remember when Columbus used to be one of America's great cities. Not anymore. And it won't be again, as long as Democrats are in control. Well, the big debt ceiling crisis has apparently been averted, at least until the House votes tomorrow on whether it will accept the deal that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joe Biden worked out the final details for in a 90-minute phone call on Saturday night. I know you're thinking what I'm thinking. 
There's no way Joe Biden can stay awake for a 90-minute phone call. Yes, I'm thinking that. (laughs) As for what I should think about this deal, mm, I don't know what to think. I hate, let me be clear, absolutely hate the idea that this gets this whole matter of continually raising the debt ceiling put off until after the 2024 presidential election. I hate that because it takes an issue away that could potentially harm the Democrats significantly as we work toward the next presidential election. Now that's taken care of, won't be tackled until January of 2025. I hate that. Kevin McCarthy was uh, trumpeting the deal on uh, Sunday news shows. Of course he does, because he knows that he's going to have some people in the House of Representatives who share his political affiliation, but not necessarily his uh, ideology on all things. He knows he's going to have critics. In fact, he has them. Chip Roy, Nancy Mace, among some of the uh, boldest, strongest voices decrying this deal. Here's Kevin McCarthy making his case. If you trust us, hold us accountable. Oh, that's Kevin McCarthy making his case, all right. That's Kevin McCarthy making his case on the day he became speaker. Listen to this. Listen to what he promises. If you trust us, hold us accountable. We'll put it out to the entire country. This is what we'll do. But on that very first day that we're sworn in, you'll see that it all changes. Because on our very first bill... We're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. Now, this is not their first bill. Okay. So I don't know if in their first bill they really did repeal all 87,000 IRS agents. I don't really pay a ton of attention to most of the bills that they pass in the Congress because they're not going to be passed in the Senate. They're probably not even going to be read in the Senate. And they're certainly not going to be approved by the Senate, and they're certainly not going to be signed into law by Joe Biden. So it's kind of a fool's errand to pay attention to their bills. But you would think, now that you have a bill that the Senate has to approve, or you know all those catastrophic things that Janet Yellen and the Biden administration says about us defaulting on our debt, now that you have a bill that once you pass it, the Senate is going to have to pass it too, and the president is going to have to sign it, if Completely getting rid of the 87,000 IRS agents was really the priority that you said it was in that clip that I just played, which Kevin McCarthy uttered on the day he was announced as Speaker of the House after, what was it, 11 votes to become Speaker of the House? You would think that you would definitely get rid of all 87,000 IRS agents. Is that in this deal? No, it is not. Of the $80 billion for the IRS expansion in the Inflation Reduction Act, How much do you think was rescinded in this debt ceiling agreement? One-eighth. Ten billion dollars. So McCarthy will tell you when he's trumpeting the bill, well, we took ten billion dollars away from the IRS. What he won't tell you is 70 billion remains in the deal. But here he was making his case on the Sunday news shows for why this is a great, great great accomplishment. Since we've taken the majority, we changed this country. We put in work requirements. We're now spending less money, the first Congress to do that, in a Congress before. We've now capped the president that he can't just go spend $1.5 trillion. Okay, I'm not going to deny some of that is true. 
And I'm also not going to be so intractable as to think that Kevin McCarthy can go and dictate terms to Joe Biden because Kevin McCarthy holds all the power here. He doesn't hold all the power here. He holds some of the power here, and he was able to leverage the little power that he has, holding one branch of the Congress by a razor-thin margin. He was able to leverage some of that to get some things that I know Joe Biden didn't want to agree to, but he did agree to. For instance, they did get a work requirement on some of the entitlements that come with what used to be called food stamps, but now is called SNAP benefits because to say someone's on food stamps is to criticize them and their inability to uh, buy food on their own in an economy where food prices are astronomical because of Joe Biden's inflation issues. If you are 54 years old or younger without dependent children and you are able-bodied, as I know right now you're going, boy, there's a lot of holes in that work requirement. Yeah, there are. How many people are getting food stamps, I'll say it, who are going to plead that they are not able-bodied? Well, I'm overweight, so I'm not able-bodied. 54 years old or younger. I am older than 54. I am able to work. I do work. I work like four different jobs to make ends meet in an economy that now causes us to what pay? What is the average price now for a new car? $48,000. What is the average new car payment now? $790 a month. So I work like four different jobs. I'm I'm older than 54, not not super close to 54. There's no reason why if I were getting these benefits, I shouldn't be able to or forced to work to get them. 54? You're 55, 6, 7, 8, 9, you can't work? Why not? 54. That's a joke. Without dependent children. Okay, maybe you got dependent children. You can't be home. That's a problem. If your kids are under how old? Like, they're 16? They're dependents. They can't be home alone while you go to work? See, so some of this is whether you want to look at it glass half full or glass half empty. McCarthy wants to look at it glass brimming over with achievement. Biden, too. It's not that. It's more half empty than half full. But Biden wanted to uh, close tax loopholes. He wanted to make tax the rich, make them pay their fair share. He didn't get any of that. So they've got supposedly 180 Republicans who are going to okay this. Chip Roy won't. Nancy Mace won't. So they're going to need 35-ish Democrats. They'll be able to find that, I think. Not AOC. They'll be able to find it.